Uno, uno, dos. Welcome to Two for the Road with Matt. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam. We are a movie pairing podcast. All right. Yeah. I, I, I need the encouragement every now and then, Matt. <laughs> Pronunciation. <laughs> it's, yeah. Reading is fundamental. Um, even though we're not reading. Um, we are a, we're a show. And we, uh, every week, we, well, most weeks, some weeks. <laughs> We've been here about a month. Eh, once or twice a month. Yeah. We will, uh. Choose a theme, recommend a movie to the other guy he has not seen. Based on that theme, watch and discuss. And we have a 25-year age difference, so we come with a different set of movies. So <clears throat> I think I better speak up. Yeah. you gotta. My voice is not good today. got to project. i got to project. You have to fight through it. This yeah. is your Jordan flu pod. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, all right. I'm here. You got it. I'm loud. <laughs> I'm proud. There you go. Uh, all right, so um, I guess this week's theme is "Oops, I saw a murder." <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember what our theme was. I know. <laughs> I watched. Okay, <laughs> so I watched um, "Deep Red." I don't know at Christmas, yes, <laughs> or whatever That's, the hell it was. And yeah. I was like, "What the hell did I watch?" Like I could barely remember. And so I watched "Blowout" this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I watched uh, "Deep Red" today or yesterday and today, and then I watched "Blowout." Um, I was in Florida, <laughs> so it's been right, a couple so weeks. We can help piece this together, right? right? It's going to be a struggle. It's uh, yeah. Uh, anyone listening, it's not going to be a great show. Just no. so you know, <laughs> no, we're going to make some mistakes, not remember things, and it could be thirty-five minutes long. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think, I think, so. I think there's not. lots to talk about. So I think so. When, when you're looking at these kinds of movies, like. The witness to a crime movie. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think like what makes these things work, right? And you need someone who is like you need you need like a fish out of water, essentially. Basically, yeah, a yeah. music composer, a sound man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, someone who's not involved in the criminal element. Yep, but. Kinda. They just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong wrong time. Yeah. Um. So, our first movie is Blowout. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Deep Red. <laughs> yeah. Deep Red. Oh, sorry. We well, don't. We go in order. Of, Nineteen seventy-five. Man. Oh, wow. Deep Red. So we're going all the way to Italy for this one. That's right. We were, I was, um, I don't say we, I, I hate to speak for you, but we were, we weren't big fans, but we were fans of Suspiria. Yeah, it was an interesting film. It was very similar to this one, but. I had a lot going for Suspiria had a lot going for it. Yeah, yeah. The director was definitely like doing stuff. Right. It's like okay, this is, this is visually interesting. It's very colorful. Dario Argento is the director. Nailed it. All right, nailed it. And um, this one was before that, right? This is correct. A couple years before. It, it was yeah. It was his next film was Suspiria. So I think in this one he was still trying to like 
do the normal thing. Right. It's a little too mainstream. In ways, yeah. In some ways. So, like, I think when he when he hits the spirit, like, that's I, I would I, I don't know this guy's career, but I'm assuming that's when people would be like, oh, that's when he started doing his thing. Right. Right. Um, but this movie, um, I don't know. What would you think? Well, I'll ask you. It was uh, okay. I found it very interesting that David Hemmings is the star of this movie. He's an English actor, mostly from 60s, 70s. That kind of so, and he starred in Blow Up, which is what our second film, Blow Out, is based on. What? Yeah. Okay. Blow Up is a film from the from uh, England at 65, 66, right around there. Okay. It's basically the same story as Blowout, except there's photographs instead of okay. sound. So, but then there's David Hemmings, who somehow his career just took a nosedive. I looked at his, you know, I mean, he still worked up until his death in 2003 or something. But stuff you never heard of, uh, small parts, gangs in New York, things like that. <laughs> I know it's always like, like yeah, this guy's career really took a nosedive. Right. I'm sure if that guy was listening, he'd be like, look at my house, motherfucker. Right, 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 like, right, right, look, yeah. I didn't take a nosedive. But no, but he was a he was odd to be a big star. He's it, a Paul McCartney looking MF. He does right? <laughs> exactly, doesn't he? He's got that same look. Yeah. So, anyways, I thought that was pretty interesting that he, you know, and but there's some things that really bother me about this movie. I it could have been a half an hour shorter. At least there was a lot of bullshit in this. We say that often, yeah, and has never been more true <laughs> than for this movie. There was a lot of scenes that I just went, I don't have to be in this scene because it's going on forever for no reason. They tried comedy, you know, a little bit of comedy, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 Argento cannot come up with enough ways of slitting someone's throat. Well, that, I'm, I, I, that, that I feel like that's what I bought my ticket for, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, show me yeah. more of that and yeah. maybe a little bit less He's, comedy. He does, have he does have inventive ways of killing people. Yeah. You know, it's and like... He has something to do with windows or... Look, it's a Saturday afternoon in Florence. Mm -hmm. It's 1975. I got my money for my ticket. Right. I got me and my buddies. I'm going to go watch some lady get decapitated by an elevator. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm in. You know? Yeah, it was. There was a lot. It, I mean, it, he, if he had more than more of that than this this nonsense uh, relationship between the, the star and a reporter, which never did anything. No, did they ever? Did they bang? I can't even remember. They, suddenly, that's another thing I find about this movie. It was one of the worst edited movies I've ever seen. It's terrible, and there's there's little subliminal shots for a second or two like there was a shot of uh, two dogs one attacking another dog mm -hmm. it just lasted like two seconds but it would look violent <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, that's like... real you know and stuff like that and and there was a oh there was one scene where the that little creepy girl that whose father was uh -huh. the landlord yeah. of that you know and I guess he she stuck a pin through a lizard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of stuff. And so, was, uh, uh, so apparently that really that was a real dead lizard, mm -hmm. and um, Argento got in trouble with whatever Italian yeah, yeah. pita is. Oh, yeah. That's killing the lizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, just terrible editing. I mean, it would go from one scene where something's about to happen. 
and all of a sudden it's edited, and then you're in a whole different place, and the the star is by himself now. It's like what happened two seconds ago. Yeah, I, I made a note of that, and I was like, is this like artistic beyond me, or is it bad? It's bad. It was bad, you know, and it just. All in all, though, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. You know? There's also, like, so, like, yeah, speaking of the editing, there's this whole other just, like, kind of, like, broad part of this movie where, like, there's people in this movie that don't need to be in this movie. Half of them. <laughs> like, like I was kind of, like, watching it again, like, right before I walked up here, and like, kind of, like, skimming through I'm like, oh, yeah, there's, like, these older people who are like in the arts community or something yeah, 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 yeah. and i'm like why does he he like seeks their counsel every 25 minutes and you're like why are they on the screen like I, what I think is it, this i think that's basically because they needed suspects maybe i don't know who who else well, who could be doing this he, he only you know he's only around six or eight people but you always think it's somebody who's close to him because each place he goes yeah. You know, so it's figure. I don't know. I I don't really know. Yeah, I never thought it was any of those people though. No, was no, I, supposed I never to? did either. Yeah. But I don't know. Some people. I mean, I have any idea who it was until the end. Yeah, I also didn't either. Yeah, and that, that I think that's one thing that's kind of frustrating about the movie is like you. You can't really get. I mean, there's there's not a lot of clues. It's just kind of like, oh, here's this thing. It's there's like, no oh. MacGuffins. There's yeah. none of that stuff like, that's oh, usually okay. in these movies where you're going, oh, okay, that's not real, or that's it's too early to point to somebody or something. You know, those kind of things. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't find it. It was a strange movie, but but <laughs> it was kind of cool. Yeah, right? yeah. It does have like this coolness to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I liked him. I thought he was fine. He's uh, good. Yeah, bad dubbing, of course. Well, uh, you know, we have subtitles, so we don't worry about it. But you know, but yeah, all in all, it's it's a it's a poorly made film that turned out okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he likes to take close-ups uh-huh. of eyes. Uh-huh. There's always eyes. <laughs> you know, okay. Shifty eyes, and he le- and he leaves it there for like eight seconds. Well, yeah, I mean that's the, that's that's <laughs> that that's the director doing his thing, you right. know. Like Argento's just like, you know what? I'm going for it. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So this movie starts with a jazz quartet playing in an old castle, or or whatever a, a it was. church was. It? Or I don't something. know. It looked like it was. It looked like they were playing. A, he had the piano on the altar or something. Yeah, that's what I, it looked like to me. I thought it was like some old like catacombs or something. Yeah, it it seemed like been. they were not above ground. Right, right. And it's like okay, and then we have this panel of telepaths, <laughs> or one telepath and there two. And like the movie starts with like this really interesting like kind of idea and premise of telepathy you know and then mm-hmm. it just kind of never goes back that never it really didn't have anything to do with the movie nope nothing except it's, they needed somebody to murder yeah i mean she could have been a magician or like uh she could be given like financial advice you <laughs> right, know like right. why did she have to be a telepath right <laughs> why did they she was why was she murdered i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so, so so she's in she's on this panel and she freaks out and she's like there's a killer in the audience right. um i know who the person is and you're like okay this chick is dead yeah like she's oh, not that's, of course yeah. she's not making it yeah 
Um, but but I mean, we don't get to see anybody. Very few people in the audience. We don't really know. There's no suspicious looking characters. There's nothing like that. And it, this this scene goes on for a long time too. And and very dramatic. And we get this weird sequence with like voodoo dolls and knives again, and marbles, and this is thrown in there. Why? Yeah, it's it's almost like it's in there to like. It's, it's it's almost like the movie's done. Mm-hmm. Like ah shit, we didn't make it creepy enough. <laughs> yeah, so here's some extra creepy stuff to throw in there. Right, you, you know what and I mean. That, and, and that stuff never comes to fruition. Whatever the word is, fruition. Fruition. Yeah, it never. I mean, you go okay, okay. Now, okay, now I get it, sort of, but I don't. I don't know why that stuff was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just kind of like we get imagery, but it doesn't actually connect anything, right? Which is it's fine for a music video, but maybe <laughs> not for a movie. And we're we're being negative on this, but like I I I mean I'll never watch this again, but no. I'm happy I watched it. Yes. Um. So the psychic gets murdered. Her notepad notepad is taken. Um. I guess he's not psychic enough. Our piano player witnesses Mm -hmm. part of the murder. He's outside talking to another drunk pianist. Yeah, yeah. Um, Before I forget, one thing I do like about him, he does some great outside shots. Like the, kind of like the the pulled back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, also, you're working in Italy, right? Right, so like, right. Like, yeah. these two guys have this conversation in front of this, like, giant, beautiful statue. The lighting is perfect. Right, right, right. And it just seems like this really impressive thing is happening. Yeah. And it's really just this drunk pianist being like, I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Mind your own business. Yeah. Um. So our Paul McCartney hero, uh, he sees the kill shot. Um, It's in a window. Yep. It's through a window. Nothing can be done. Call the cops. The cops show up. They're cops eating a sandwich. <laughs> like typical South Korean cops or something. No, they're not fighting. They're not kicking each other. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're just they don't seem to be interested. There's, I mean, it's a gruesome murder. Mm. And you wonder, well, do they think he's a suspect? Or, but nobody seems to be care about it at all. They don't seem to care about much at all. So yeah. Um, the press shows up. We get a fast-talking dame. Um, her and our hero kind of immediately have a thing. Like, she's, like, really, like... She's jumping on him. Like, into him, like, in mm-hmm. a way that's, like... Whoa, is that is that Italian style? Or yeah, is yeah. this is this um Is this progressive even for the time? Or... Right. Yeah. And she was so annoying. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was... And he he's kind of acting nonchalant, like, you know... You know, and then as the movie progresses, you never really feel them connect. Mm-mm. But near the end, they're going away together to Spain. Mm-hmm. And she says, I love you or something. Where did that come from? They have like this like real like um, like standoffish relationship mm-hmm. where like they're constantly kind of teasing each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it almost seems like, like high schoolish or something, yeah. you know. And so moving on, there's there's a funeral. Um, I just wrote, great shot, damn, I miss Rome. I don't know what that's about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so at the funeral, I guess there's a bunch of suspects. Did did the journalist offer to bang him at the funeral? Was that a thing that happened? It seemed like she was constantly trying to bang this dude. She was trying, yeah. She was trying to do, trying to get in his pants for some reason. Yeah. Um. So we go to Carlos. We find out that Carlo, he was the drunk pianist. Mm-hmm. Um. He's into the guys. Right. Which is fine. And his mother's very creepy. And I'm guessing at this time in Italy, that was not fine, right? Being gay. Being uh, gay. No, I'm I don't sure. know. Like, I, are no, they ahead of us? Are they behind 70s, us? No, uh, who knows? You know, like, guess very, it depends. Very Catholic, but also Europe, maybe more progressive. I don't know. Like, I wasn't quite sure. Like, were we, were we supposed to go? Oh, yeah, that's really taboo. Well, or, maybe back then. It that's, was. that's what in I'm the saying. Movies, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I just wasn't sure. Like, what? Yeah. How are we supposed to read that? Oh God, where are we on this? The, I mean, so the killer shows up again, and he tries to kill. Oh, our piano player. Yes. Yeah, like there's like a like a knock at the door and like mm-hmm. some creepy voice and yeah, yeah. Somehow he evades it. Somehow that was another strange scene. Mm-hmm. Nothing really happened. And is this okay? Is this before or after this? So like. We go out to like the countryside for something. That was like, after. Okay, so the, the woman's killed in like a bathtub. Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> I have no idea why we ended up this woman's house. Like, like this movie had subtitles, but for this stretch, I'm like, <laughs> I might as well not have because I'm like, I don't even understand what the hell's going on. I I don't know why he was there. And like he, she he, wrote something in the steam. Yeah, she's murdered in her bathroom, and. There's steam, so she writes something. I know who did it or something or something. I don't know with her finger. Yeah, but we don't get to see that. Yeah. So th- these these are these are my notes. Uh, we're almost an hour in, and there's only two bodies. <laughs> Why do I not travel with tiny sambuca bottles? Who is this dude again? What is this home? Who is this dude? Right. These are my questions. Well, who are you talking about? The, the, I don't the, even the, uh, the, the the house in the country. I'm just like I don't even understand like what's happening. Like yeah. where are we? What's going on? Yeah, I have no idea how we got there. I mean, I've said that before, but I have no idea. I don't, so who is this person? Why is why are we watching her get murdered? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. So, Matt, help me out here. Like another you, mystery in the mystery. Yeah, so. So I'm, I'm probably skipping something, but eventually we get to like, a, there's like something behind drywall. There's like, like some somebody, some kid painted some pictures on a wall, and instead of erasing them, they just put more drywall or put something on them. But he see he's because he's in this old house. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he's there. I don't can't remember why. It was something about this house that had something to do with something, you know. And so he goes out there, and we and we're there forever. And he's walking around, and it's kind of cool because it's it's very realistic. It's, he's getting dust all over him. Mm-hmm. And there's cobwebs, and they look, you know, everything looks real. And then he finally makes it upstairs, and sees a little part of the drywall are missing, and there's color. So he starts scraping it off, and it takes him forever. You know, it's mm-hmm. like like everything else in this movie just lasts forever. This movie is like an hour and thirty minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Like so, it was two hours and something. 
Was it? Yes. Was it? Oh, I thought I thought it was uh, shorter. Two hours and seven minutes. Damn. Okay. So it's probably at least a half an hour too long. Uh huh. But yeah. So now we're getting this. You know, he's scraping the wall, taking it forever, and it's this picture. It looks like a uh somebody getting stabbed in the back, mm-hmm. and a kid or or a woman or someone mm-hmm. holding a knife or something. So that's supposed to tell us something about what's going on. But what it tells us, and I think, if you remember the picture. What picture? The, 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 the drawing on the wall. Mm-hmm. That was a, a man who was stabbed, and it looks like a child is the killer. Mm-hmm. So that's for later mm-hmm. that we find out that that's not <laughs> who it was. But, you know. So anyways, he does. And then he goes home. And then in him and his this reporter, they're going to go off together to Spain because he can't fly because he makes him nervous. Mm-hmm. So she goes home to pack, rent a car because mm-hmm. they don't have one because her car's a piece of shit. Yeah. And he decides, oh, wait a minute. He remembers something or something. And he goes back to this house. And he's climbing up the walls. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's taking a pickaxe and making a hole in the wall. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah i i was also puzzled by this and he's outside on the outside yeah. holding on to the you know the ivy or whatever it is mm-hmm. or you know and it's then so he drops his flashlight and, you know it's like what is going on here and he makes a hole in the wall he looks in it's real creepy and then there's a there's a uh skeleton mm-hmm. sitting in the chair Okay. Yeah. So at some point, though, his friend shows up, Carlo. Am I? Look, man, I watched this like six weeks ago. I have no (laughs) idea how long. Carlo shows up. Yep. And he's got a gun. Yep. And he's going to kill Marco, who's our star. Yep. So we're supposed to think that he's the killer. Oh, right, and Carlo escapes. Right. But somehow he gets, like, hit by a car, and he gets dragged to death? <laughs> he got hit by this garbage truck that was hauling a bunch of iron or something on the side. This is this is the Dario, what's his name, being very inventive. Yeah. You know, and he goes out in the street and gets, yeah, this part of this iron hooks onto him, and he's being dragged down the street by this, like, whatever his garbage truck or something. And they turn a corner. He hits his head on the, you know, the curb. It's just like, wow. Yeah, I wrote here in my notes. Uh, this director is just on some. I got cool ways to kill people. <laughs> die bullshit, right? Yeah, it was, that's what it was. So he's dead. Mm-hmm. So it can't be him. No, he can't be the killer. Well, we were, and it, what's his name? So stupid, the Marco, because he. he well, he, first he thinks he is the killer, and then he realized, wait a minute, you were with me when that first person was killed. Right. <laughs> he's going, ah, oh. took him a while. Yeah. He's not the. He's not. A, he's a pianist, not yeah, a detective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I don't even remember how we find out that's Carlo's mom, but we find out it's Carlo's mom. Jeez, I just watched it about an hour ago or two hours ago. Uh, Does he go back to her house and she confesses like? He goes back to his house, I think. And she, she goes shows there. Okay. Is, is going to kill him. 
And she kind of gives the backstory, right? Right. It's it was Carlo was maybe part of it, right? And that's that's where this whole thing kind of misses the mark to me. Mm-hmm. There's this interesting idea about like this childhood trauma that you know so many horror movies nowadays, at least mm-hmm. every, every horror movie now is like, oh, there's a ghost childhood trauma. Yeah. Like that's that's what everything is, right? Right. And so this idea then. That like this childhood trauma causes someone to do this, but it wasn't his trauma. Like or it was his trauma, but she's like kind of protecting him right. by killing people because she's worried that people would think that or know that he's gay. Hmm. And, and she killed his father. Like, but yeah, he witnessed her killing his father. Yeah. So because she didn't want to go back to the mental institution. Yeah, I wanted more of like the creepy childhood trauma shit. Right. It just less of the reporter, uh, yeah, or these other old people who had. We did forget the one murder that was pretty cool. Which one was that? It was a guy who was on the panel, uh-huh. and and these people are so stupid. They're 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 always alone at home. Sure. People are murdered all over the place, yep. and they hear a noise. They don't really do anything, you know. But he's standing there, and out of nowhere, this creepy robot comes out of nowhere oh right and with a knife or something tries to kill him and he hits the robot over the head with something uh-huh. and, and and you know knocks his head off yeah. and you know you see it's just a robot it's yeah. like really where did how did she get that yeah how did she come up with a robot you know and then then she she's there and she kills him yeah with knocks his teeth into the uh the mantle of the fireplace right. a couple of times or something or you know another and Roots. he splits his throat or something you know he he's he likes the throat slit oh yeah that's his thing gotta be gotta be sure your yeah. job is done but that was pretty creepy though when the when that robot just that little kid robot just came out of nowhere it was like but it had nothing to do with anything Right. There's no there's no connection to the creepiness, right? No, like no. it just kinda of peppered in as a way to be like, Oh, remember this? Like this should be kinda of Yeah, this friend of mine invented this thing. Let's use it. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. Okay, so that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> oh, what'd you think about the kids in this movie? You hate kids, so Oh, that girl was creepy. Yeah. She had a creepy look. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh she uh she was creepy. But <laughs> just, that's just Gloria <laughs> doing something in the kitchen. That's okay. Um, don't worry about it, honey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, she was. She was kind of, you know, scary and ugly. Ugly for a kid too. Had her make it. Uh, made up ugly ass. What do you think? Well, I don't. I don't famously hate kids yeah. as much as you do. So <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, who, who stole it? Oh God! Did anybody steal it? The journalist. The journalist. <laughs> no. I mean, she's memorable. Yeah, at least you remember her. Yeah, I guess so. Because the other ones are the other ones. You don't even. Re- re- I mean, David Hemmings. I mean, he didn't really have to act much in this. He just. Looked around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you really should see Blow Up, though. We should watch that sometime. Maybe. That's really, it's really good. So. 
my my lingering question for this was, what the fuck was actually happening? <laughs> so even as I was watching this, I didn't quite get what was going on. I uh, I still don't know what was going on. I still think that this was almost like two or three scripts thrown together, you know, because they had stuff that didn't belong in it. A lot of that, you know. Then the comedy. We didn't even hardly mention that. And it was so stupid. It was, yeah. this, it was this broken seat in a car and they had to climb out the, you know, it was just this little. Yeah, that was little, like, it's like, hey, quirk. Yeah. Let's put in some quirkiness. This this reporter has this weird little car that, oh, if you lock the door now, I got to get a mechanic to open it. Uh, and the seat's busted and this guy looks like he's two feet tall. Mm. And we can't get out the door, so we have to go out the roof. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And then. They have a second scene in the car. He goes, why haven't you got this thing fixed? That's my question. Get the damn thing. Stop this with this comedy. You know, they don't they don't pay journalists enough, apparently. <laughs> um, good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very appropriate. Like, I think this is... It's I a think, lot like Suspiria. I think it's the same. I think yeah. the same band. I think it's yeah. Goblin yeah. doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, can't really go wrong with them. They are the uh, tangerine dream mm-hmm. of um, Italian, Italian horror movies, okay. apparently. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. like it. It's worth watching. I feel like we've trashed it, but we like. I, I like it's it. It's like Suspiria. Yeah. It's not that good. Got a lot of problems, but it's worth seeing because it's this genre that we, no one knows about. Italian giallo. <laughs> you know it's, it, you know Italian horror films. Mm-hmm. I never heard of this guy until you had me watch. You know Suspiria. It's not very good, but it's worth watching. Yeah, it kind of tiptoes around like the whole like paranoia conspiracy thing. It just doesn't do it that well, right? It's just not fully baked. No, I mean from the start to the end, there's uh, there's things that just don't make sense at all. I don't know who, if somebody read the script, say, okay, yeah, this looks good, instead of saying, <laughs> get rid of this, get rid of that. So, well, this is one of those things where um, did the director write the script? I mean, I, mm. I imagine that's probably the case. Let me see real quick. Yeah. So. Thanks. Yeah. Um, all right, Matt, you want to get the scores here? Uh, Yeah. So IMDb, we got uh, 39,000 people checking in. I can't give it. I got to go 6, 8. You're going to be surprised. 7, 5. That might be my biggest <laughs> miss ever. <laughs> that's, that's, On a, the IMBD. that's pretty I'm usually pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty big mess. That's um, a big mess. I think there must be a lot of like um like lifetime achievement type stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing this guy has done other stuff that's great, but this one just doesn't land. Even the the even the po- the poster is a doll mm-hmm. hanging from a noose holding a cleaver. Right. Which gives you Absolutely no indication of what the movie's about. The movie's not. It's nothing about that. All that stuff, the doll shit, the trauma stuff doesn't that had come up until to do with anything. it's like the last twenty minutes. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, by the way, here's the reason all this stuff happened. It just it was jammed in. It didn't really fit. Um, some really cool kills, some cool shots, some good director bullshit. But ultimately, um, eh. seven five. That's unbelievable to me. That's incredible. That it's over. <laughs> it's over a lot of movies we've watched. It's uh, way over the Scarecrow. scarecrow it's threshold. over Scarecrow. As Scarecrow is our first movie, so yeah, seven point three is a Scarecrow threshold. Holy, okay. Um, 
All right, Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think? Um, 29 reviews. Rotten Tomatoes, this is the uh, critics, right? Yeah, yeah. 6, 8. 93. Ah, you got to be <laughs> kidding me. And the audience, um, over 10,000. I'm going to go 6, 8. 86? <laughs> Somebody's got to hate this. No. No, well beloved, apparently. Oh, my God. Did we miss something? I don't know, 93? I mean... 93%? Sometimes, like, I think this is one thing that I always struggle with, like, with this podcast in general, is, like, sometimes I don't get how influential something is because I've seen all the derivatives. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is, like, the first major thing, movie to do X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I I don't know. And they... Some of the... You know, a lot of these critics, maybe they just critique horror films. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know? That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. That's... <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking through the, the reviews. <laughs> Not a lot of like... Um, I mean, LA Times. Um, Argento provokes excruciating suspense but gets carried away with bloody flourishes. As ever, Hemmings is awfully convincing. That's like yeah. a lukewarm. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know. But the other not ones. 93. <laughs> no. The other ones are like not um, very. Uh, like they're not like reputable um, sources, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. KRH. 120 St. Louis. <laughs> All right, here is the, the consensus. The kinetic camera work and brutal over-the-top gore that made Dario Argento famous is on full display. But the addition of a compelling, complex story makes Deep Red a masterpiece. I would uh, counterpoint. <laughs> it was neither compelling and complex. It's not a compliment. <laughs> like, it's no. And it's, it's not a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because it doesn't make sense doesn't mean it's complex. You know, like there's a difference between like complex and like just convoluted. I don't think we've ever had a movie that we disagreed with the critics as much as we we do now. I mean, again, I like the movie. Oh, I liked it too, <laughs> but it's crap. <laughs> I mean, it's not crap, but it's it's there's so much wrong with it. There, yeah. It it needs it needs uh it needs a rewrite. <laughs> Someone could have fixed this up a lot, but right. um, yeah, here we are, Matt. Uh, yeah. So send your hate mail to Matt. He's at big <laughs> okay. big was it big big, big, big deal, deal three, three at aol dot com. Send it all. Matt Matt still has the aol. I can take it. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, take a break. Come back and talk about blowout. Yep.
All right, we're back. Uh, second, oops, I saw a murder movie of the week is Blowout, 1981, written and directed by De Palma. Brian De Palma. You big De Palma guy? Yes and no. I think he's made some pretty good films. I think not all of them, but <clears throat> I think Body Double's pretty good. Um, what else did I do? And Carrie. What's that? Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, Carrie was really great. Yeah, he's a hit and miss for me. So. He's definitely got a style, though. And so, yeah, also this one, uh, you know, speaking of Carrie, um, got the Travolta connection from Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of an interesting film for Travolta to take. Yep. 1981. You know, he'd done some pretty good movies. But this was different than the, the other stuff he was doing, so. Yeah, he. We're gonna pull up his stuff real quick here, because like all the disco stuff, that's like late. Se- is that late? Late seventy, seventy eight, I think seventy seven, yeah. something like that. So this, he just done. Okay, so this is between Urban Cowboy and Staying Alive, and also coming off a long Welcome Back Kate <laughs> run. So. Yeah, Boy in the Bubble. So Carrie, Boy in the Bubble, Saturday Night Fever, Grease, Cotter, Urban Cowboy, and this. So yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting range there for Travolta. Staying Alive is terrible. <laughs> okay. okay. Never, I've never seen it. I've Saturday never, Night Fever is actually really good. I've never seen that either. You won't see it either. Uh, probably not. <laughs> Let's see, find some reason for you to watch it. Um, but... Travolta essentially is playing himself, yeah, as he does in most of his films. Um, so he's just being kind of like the charming, sort of, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm a little smarter than these other guys, kind of, kind of move. Yeah, he played Danny from Saturday Night Live, but now he's a set working a paint store. <laughs> so this movie opens um, as a movie within a movie. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really like the opening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I kind of knew what it was, yep. but I imagine if you're there day one, opening day, you don't, yeah. and you're kind of surprised. Um, so Javolta is a uh, he's a sound man, sound artist. Yeah, sound artist, I guess. Folio artist is different. They make the they make the sounds. Yeah, yeah. he just records the sounds. So mm-hmm. I guess he's I don't know if he's a step up or step down. So he's working on these like kind of like these B movies, right? Like slasher films. He's in Philadelphia. Like too. Okay, that's just. I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Is that it's not B-movie capital of the it world? It could be. <laughs> you don't really think of Philadelphia as a place to make movies. That's a good point. <laughs> so that's, that's a good that's point. That's why I was saying it's from Philadelphia. I don't know why. That's a good point. So he um, he gets charged with going out to get some... He needs some new wind. Mm-hmm. All his old wind sounds. It's too too schlocky. Right. He needs new wind. So he's out on some bridge recording the wind and some owls and some other stuff. And some two uh, people... Huh? Making out. Yeah, he's creepy. creepy. A little creeper. Yeah. yeah. And um he sees he saves some just a car crash. Uh he saves some lady from the river. And you know, he gets her out of the car. The guy in the car is drowns. He's a senator or something. Presidential nominee. Yeah. yeah. Candidate. Mm-hmm. So we got Travolta in the hospital. Uh he's he's hitting on the the victim of the... Already, yeah. He yeah. very quickly hits on her. Yep. 
and she's kind of into it. Yeah. Hard to tell if like she's is she just like waterlogged? Is she just <laughs> dumb? Like is she drunk? Like I, she's Nancy Allen. <laughs> so she kind of played the same part in Dressed to Kill, which was De Palma's you know, other film is kind of like this one. Kind of a clueless bimbo type? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Is she, is she like, like, I feel like if Goldie Hawn plays that part, yeah, it's like, it's like, ah, oh, no, it's Goldie Hawn. Like, yeah, she's, she's, oh. just, she's just playing a part. Yeah. But is Nancy Allen like, I don't know, maybe she's just like a clueless bimbo. Like, do we just not give her the benefit of the doubt like we do Goldie Hawn? No, I think she, I think she just plays that, that, um. Uh, that part well, okay. You know, and I think De Palma used her quite a bit. So, okay, she's she's a muse for him. Yeah, she was in all the RoboCop movies. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now I know where she's from. Mm-hmm. Anything else that she's notable? I'm looking to see. Uh, sorry. Because because now, now the RoboCop stuff does that. She does now seem familiar. Like. She's like stuff like Poltergeist, Poltergeist Three, RoboCop. Four, three, you know those kind of things. Right. Um, blowout. She was in Dressed to Kill, nineteen forty-one. Terrible movie. Oh, I want to hold your hand, Carrie. She was in that. The last detail. She was in that. Huh. I don't remember her. Was she a hooker? She, she must have been a hooker. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like, what? Like, was she a concerned parent? Like, I don't, she must have been a hooker. She's right? probably in that brothel that okay. they took the guy to. What are our favorite movies? Then? Not a bad movie. Yep. Who is the Shore Patrol man? I am the short patrol. Uh, all right. So um, he's not the crash victim. Uh, the presidential nominee's dead. Uh, so kind of the, the whole point is like, okay, let's just kind of keep this under wraps. There's no point. The the campaign manager or whoever the guy is is like, listen, let's just. Yeah, leave the, leave the bimbo out. There's no reason for her to be in the car when this happened. Yeah, let's. It's, it's let's, an accident. Let's not, you know, right. let's not, you know, make anyone's family feel bad. Let's just let let the man die. Right. Um. So Travolta is listening to his recordings. He's trying to recreate the night because he's con- he's convinced that there was a blowout before the crash. He was convinced he heard a shot. Yeah, a shot before the blowout. I'm sorry. Right. You're right. And like, maybe this is like part of the movie, but like I could not hear the difference. Could right. you like when you heard the? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, I, I could. Yeah, oh, you got very sophisticated ears. I do, there, man. <laughs> They're old. <laughs> I can hear low things very well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't think it was that hard. I mean, once you got it, once you saw it a couple times, because they do show it more than once. I didn't hear it until like at the very end when they recreated it with like the shot and mm-hmm. then the blow, like bang. Boom. boom, bang! But boom. When, when it was like, boom, boom, mm-hmm. like I couldn't like hear hear the right. noise. But I, you're uh, not a trained no no noise guy. No, I'm not a sound man. No, you're not I'm, a sound man. I'm, I'm not like I'm I'm ear blind. Um, so he's like trying to recreate it, listening to recordings. Um, we, we kind of see that there's someone working on the other side. Like replacing tires, doing some stuff. You don't really, we don't get to see who it is. It's always mm-hmm. from behind or from a long distance. It turns out there was someone on the scene who got it all on camera. 
Travolta That's takes sleazy. those films. A sleazy guy who was hired mm-hmm. to take pictures of it. Manny. Yeah, Manny. Has there ever been a hero? <laughs> Has Manny ever been a hero? No. Like, if you name your kid Manny, you're setting him up to be I a sleazy guy. Naming back. him Doug or something. <laughs> Doug's not much better. Like, name him Patrick or like Reginald or like, you know, like something. Thaddeus. Like, don't, I mean, yeah. look, you name your kid Manny. Manny. He's going to have a pencil thin mustache. He's yeah, going to have a um, half smoked cigar. Got perpetually stained wife beater. Yeah. And he's just going to, like, you know, smell like Cuddy Sark his entire life. Like, yeah. It's just it's it's a life. You know? Crappy yeah. scotch out of plastic cups. Yeah. It's, it's not a good look. <laughs> we need fewer Mannies, more Manuels. So, yeah, he's a real sleaze bag. He's a photographer. He, he, he works for people to. Um, he works with people to uh, get people in trouble with this photograph, and he hires Nancy Allen. Right, and so the whole thing—I think, I mean, this—we don't get this now, but eventually you find out that the whole point is they were just trying to set up the president with a hooker. Right, they weren't trying to. Well, Manny wasn't trying to kill him. Nancy wasn't trying to kill him. Right, they were just trying to like get him out of the picture. Yeah. Unclear who they were, right? Like, we never really know who they are. Somebody who wanted this guy out of the race. Mm-hmm. So he hires this guy to dig up dirt on him, not to kill him. Mm-hmm. He takes it upon himself to do that, which we find out later. Yeah, a little overzealous. Right. Um, so anyway, so... Uh, do, do, do. So Jamal's just trying to recreate the movie. He goes to meet Nancy at the station. She's leaving town. They paid her to leave or tell her to get out. Yeah, he talks to her, so she misses her train. He's trying to convince her, like, hey, stick around. I think something's going on. We can help me figure it out. She agrees. Um, We get Travolta's backstory. He used to work for the cops, Mm -hmm. but he miswired an undercover cop. (laughs) I feel like, because in that story, he's like, this is their best undercover cop. Come on. He's going to crack like that under that kind of pressure. He's going to start sweating. Yeah. Yeah. No. It didn't check out. That's that's one of the things in this movie. I went, okay, no, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I have notes to to Palma. I have notes. Yep. Could have done something better there, Brian. Yeah, come on, Brian. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that that didn't quite check out, but you know, Travolta's traumatized because he's he's the reason this dude got killed, and that's why he stopped that. And now Mm -hmm. he's doing this low level um, Mm -hmm. um, Philadelphia Hollywood bullshit that he's doing. Um. And we find out that some someone's also now trying to kill Sally lookalikes. Right. And that's, like, interesting. Um, Travolta adds sound to the movie. We get this really long scene. And this is, like, something that would never happen now where... And this is the thing De Palma does. You remember Dressed to Kill? There was a really... Never seen it. Oh, okay. It was, again, there's a long scene where... She, you know, yeah, anyways, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, but I mean, it's where Angie Dickinson gets followed, you know, from this, you know, this uh, museum in, in a taxi and all this. It was just went on and on and on. Well, oh, I and think, it was great. I think stuff like that, like back in the day, was maybe more appealing to audiences mm-hmm. because it was like fairly new. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, this whole idea, like, we can just record each other, right? Was kind of new. I mean, new ish, right? right? And what does that mean? But like now, it's like oh, I just YouTube. I can just, I got YouTube. I don't I don't need this bullshit. Like I don't need a movie to tell me how something happens. I can just right. I can just Google anything I want and get immediate information. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, just, it's like a different vibe. Yeah, I think this is also just something that 
that he does in all of his movies. He just, just has some long scene. It's, it's almost always very interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's like, it was like very like systematic. Right. The way Travolta was like uh, working with the, equi- the equipment. So he does that, takes to the cops. They don't want to hear it. Uh, we find out the mystery man is John Lithgow. John M. Evan Lithgow. In one of his early roles, too. He's young. Yeah. He's just great, though. He's... And now so that blew my mind because I'm like, wait, is John Lithgow and John Travolta the same age, roughly? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You never. Uh, John Lithgow's looked old since he was young. <laughs> right. He looks old in this. He does. You know, it's 50 years old. Yeah. But he was great. Yeah, or 40. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Who, who stole it? He stole it. Yeah. Um, so he's the, he's a mystery man. Um, he erases the tape. Uh, we have a news reporter come snooping around. Uh, they kind of blow him off. Travolta confronts Sally. Sally goes on this long tirade of like, what do you want from me? I can't even type. Right, right. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to make a living. So Sally. So then Sally confronts Manny. And he tells her, like, that's where we get the whole story. He was just trying to, like, embarrass the guy. He didn't want to try to kill him. Um, Manny gets a little too handsy. Just kind of, you know. They always get handsy, Matt. If your name is Manny, you have nothing else to do. I'm just saying, like, if you're you're running a scheme with a dame, the number one way to get got is get handsy. Right. Just be a gentleman. Yeah. Should be on your side. So she cracks him in the head with a bottle. Um, and yeah, that and bottle broke pretty damn easily I mean, for a Cody Sark bottle. Also, not only does she like take him out in the moment, she takes him out of the movie. Like we don't hear from Mandy again at all. He's just like, you know, I'm out. Yeah, like, we don't find him. He gets, uh, evidently, evidently, the murderer didn't kill him. We don't no. know. Um, so she's got the original film mm-hmm. from Mandy. Um, she gets contacted by Lithgow saying he's a reporter. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that. She, yeah, yeah. Little, I didn't think that at all. A little convoluted, a little bit of like yada yada yada. Anyway, this guy yeah. contacted her. There's some weird scene where like some weird shot where like something's being recorded down in the basement. I'm like, I mean, I don't understand what he this had. Is. A, John Lithgow had a tape on the on John Travolta's phone, so he's listening to all of what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So then he calls and says, I'm the reporter, and come meet me some strange place. <laughs> so she goes to meet him at the train station. Uh, meanwhile, John Lithgow is like, I guess, like practicing. Mm-hmm. This Okay. Turning tricks in a phone booth. Like, okay, so I guess I don't want to get too graphic okay. here. It's a, we're a G-rated show, if nothing else. When the hooker was with a Navy guy. She was going downtown. Right. right. And, and in, he, a, in, a, in a phone booth. Phone booth. It was a several phone booths right now. And he was a little bit too eager. Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd been on a ship too long. And so he... He was embarrassed. He ended the party. Shorted the girl. And so he got angry at himself. Right. And so he shorted her money. Yeah. But didn't she... She excelled at her. Duty. She did her job. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't get that. Like, what, what did he expect was going to happen in that situation? He thought he'd last longer, I guess. But to what end? He had the same ending, <laughs> happy ending, right? I mean, so 
just anyway. I, I just, I'm like, I don't understand, bro. Like you, yeah. you anyway. Um, <laughs> and then I didn't get the exchange where so he he's in another phone booth. Sailor John leaves. Lewis, yeah. Sailor leaves. Um, Hooker rises. Mm-hmm. He's holding up a fifty dollar bill. I think so. Okay. Yeah. And so then she goes, and she goes to clean herself up. She, yeah, she says, "Give me five. And she goes like, "Brush your teeth." She's and going stuff. to brush her teeth. That's, that's class. That's really nice hooker for a, for a train station for a five dollar <laughs> or a ten dollar train station hooker to go brush her teeth. Right. That's of course Lithgow follows her into the bathroom. There's no way else around. If you've ever been in a train station in New York City or Philadelphia, anyway, there's millions of people around. No, see here, like, I, I had the same thought, yeah. but it was. Liberty Bell Day. Oh, that's right. right. So everything's shut down, so, closed. Yeah, okay. You figured it out. Well, I'm, just, I'm saying that's There had my... to be a reason that Liberty Day thing was in there. Yeah. <laughs> so he kills her, and then he meets up with Sally, and he's, like, walking her around. And now, like, the chase is on, right? So now we're, like, now suddenly we're in, what was that Gene Hackman movie? The French. Now we're in the French, French Connection, yeah, essentially, yeah, right? Yeah. That kind of, like, suspenseful mm-hmm. chase. Right. Where things are happening. Also, this movie had some shades of like the conversation, right? With a lot of like, and include right with like like constantly listening to the same thing again and again, over and over and again. Yeah. Um. So now where the chase is on, he's walking around. That was probably like the most suspenseful piece of the movie, right? Where oh, definitely the last where um, John Travolta figures out where she went because he lost her. Yeah. That's right. I mean, yeah, she had, he had sent her into the train station. Big mistake by herself. So he had to figure out where she was. He, he drives through this parade. Also, so real quick, so Travolta could have given some better instructions, like, hey, every now and then just tell me what you're looking at. Like, right. if you walk downstairs, to be like, oh, we're going to this train? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah. those little things. There should have been a little more of that. There yeah. was nothing. There was no communication. So he, Lithgow was ready to lead her off, and he had no idea where she, where she went. And Schwartz is driving through a parade, crashes. Because he has to get to the next train station because he missed the train. So he crashes. And he's in a hospital? Or no, no, an no an he's in an ambulance. Yeah, I'm just Unattended, by the way. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, for a long time, Lithgow's walking around with, you know, Sally. Yeah. It just goes on and on. I mean, she. I mean, she could have yelled "help" at any moment right. to anyone. Right. You would think she never did. But these people are so involved in their <laughs> Liberty Day parade, like shenanigans. They're just like, you know, I'm really, I'm really amped up for this 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 bell parade. Yeah. Really pumped up. And so he he brings her up. Travolta sees her. He runs up there, and uh, it looks like Travolta saves the day. He he manages to grab the ice pick out of. Uh, Lithgow and like makes Lithgow kind of stab himself. Right, right. Kills him. And when I was watching, I was like, oh, okay, of course. Yeah. But Sally died. Turn, yeah. Sally dies. Look at the balls on De Palma. Right. I did not expect Sally to that die. That is a big, that's in every other movie, you know, the, like in the other one, the, the, she's stabbed. Yeah. You know, and, and she lived mm-hmm. at the end. But yeah, this one, she's dead. Dead, dead. And he doesn't feel bad that he asked her to stay or anything like that. You know, I don't know. That was a weird ending. Not, not that it was a great ending. This one? Yeah. Yeah, like he he killed, like she, she's dead. 
and then we don't even really find out until like the news report, like the next right. scene, like the expo dump, and then he used her scream for the <laughs> film. Yeah. And he's just like he—he he just seems like perpetually tortured, right? By like, okay, now I'm responsible for another person's death, right. and this is my my life as a sound man. And it, it, on the news report, they don't connect anything. Mm. They just say this is a guy is the killer, the because he's already killed two other women, mm. and but now she turned it against him. The ice pick and stabbed him, but she's dead too. So, mm. okay. I wanted to make sure I got that one right. Yeah, the news reporter's not like, how did the how did the strangled woman <laughs> stab him? Like, no, they, no. <laughs> it's the seventies. They don't or the early eighties. You don't ask those questions. Right. Yeah, just like you don't ask any questions about a um, presidential candidate going in the water. Yeah, or you know that happened in the sixties, and it that that it spent they spent years looking into that. <laughs> well, we're moving on now. Yeah. Um. All right, Matt. You have any um, you have any lingering questions about blowout? No, I now I want to watch blow, blow up, up. And, and see the, the, the comparisons of the two. And, and they're they're different movies, but there's basically the same plot. I think. So. I mean, is, is it like widely known that De Palma just based it off? De Palma is, is widely known for stealing from everybody. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Okay. Um, I read somewhere where Coppola, Spielberg, and Lucas call him. The director. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's the director. So they're not huge fans of his I know work? they are. They're all friends. Okay. But they call him the director. Why is that? I, I have no idea. Interesting. It's kind of interesting. But yeah. Uh, no, I mean, look at it. I don't know. Have you, uh, have you seen The Untouchables? No, the long, baby carriage long scene? long time ago. I mean, I don't I mean, that's that. from 1917, that yeah. scene. Oh, the uh, the Babies. Potemkin or whatever. Yeah, like? the Potemkin, the battleship Potemkin. Okay. I mean that thing. Is, well, I mean, there's a thin line between like stealing an homage. Yeah, right? it might have been a. Yeah, I'm not saying it's, but he he uses uh, all directors use other sure. directors. But his. I mean, look at Tarantino. Tarantino steals all this shit. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta. But yeah, he. But no, he's. Uh, he's a director's director. Yeah. I guess that's what they were saying. Okay. You know, because hmm. some people are good directors, but they're assholes. You know, but they like him so. I feel like Spielberg does not fit in that in those categories. Well, maybe Lucas either. They're, yeah. I mean, they're so boring. Yeah, they're boring people. At least Coppola is like <laughs> doing stuff. Give him a bottle of wine and a cigar. You know? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um. All right. Who stole it? Uh, Lithgow. Yeah. He had you know, and 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 not much time because we don't really find out. Who, He's the killer until an hour yeah. into the film, I don't think. Yeah. And it's not that long. I, I, it's another thing I, I was noting that it comes in an hour and 48 minutes. Could have been cut a little bit, but, you know, an hour and 40 minutes would have been good, maybe. But not like the last one, Deep Red. <laughs> yeah, this movie zips pretty well. Yeah. I felt like every scene was like, you know, the next chapter. Yeah. And just like, mm -hmm. I felt like this movie gave me like, exactly the amount of dialogue i needed yeah. in different ways like sometimes it was like just boom 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 and then sometimes there's like a long conversation between like manny and sally it's like yeah but like i, I kind of want that I yeah like, i want wow. a little more of that i want to see like them like how do they live right and also like bring back the flop house like i love the idea that like, manny lives in some hotel slash apartment which is a complete piece of shit 
and like, oh God, his rent must have been so cheap. Right. And I think people like in New York or even in Burlington, Vermont, where we're f- recording this, would kill for that. Right. Even in those conditions. Oh, yeah. Bring him back. I mean, like the flop house. <laughs> um, all right, Matt. Let's see. Do, 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 do. No kids for you to hate in this no, one. No. I did not come up with a potential recast. Um, life lessons. Just walk away. Yeah. Don't get involved. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> uh, and the soundtrack was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Not as outstanding, I think, as the previous yeah. film. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like it's, it wasn't like, bad. It wasn't bad eighties music, and it wasn't, you know, didn't it didn't distract me. This is eighty one, but it feels like a seventies film. Right, it does. Yeah, I will say that. Um, all right, Matt, you ready to guess the scores here? Sure. All right, so we are looking at IMDb. Um, hold on, why is there no score? Hold on. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, There's no score? Well, we've got like a bit of a weird curveball here. There is no score on my screen. You want me to look it up? Because I can't guess. Uh, you, I mean, you can guess and then look it up. I'm going to guess 7-5. Seven, 7-5. Five. Seven, five. That was the same as the last one, right? Yeah. Okay. The last one was 7-5. Seven, 7-4. Yeah. Seven, what do you okay? I don't see that. Okay, seven four. All mm-hmm. right, seven four. Oh, it's close. How many people rated it? Let's see. Uh, let's see, fifty six thousand two hundred and fourteen. Okay, yeah, very precise. Right. Um. All right. What do you think about um tomato meter sixty one reviews, eighty three, eighty seven. Lower than the previous film? That's insane. It's by it's by insane. a lot. It's like, come on. Um, and the audience, uh, over 10,000 people checking in. Rotten 85. Tomatoes, 81. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't, I'm trying to think, like, what are the negative, what's the negative thing about this? I don't know. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't wow you, you know? It, it's not like you know watching a movie and go, "Wow, that was really good." It was just like oh, that was good. Yeah, it's it's like a. I think I'm saying like you go to like the movies on a Friday night with your friend. Mm-hmm. You watch this. You come out. You chat about it over you know dinner or drinks for yeah. a couple mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, you go home and you live your life. Yeah, and you may watch it again thirty years later. <laughs> when did you first watch this? When it first came out. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Thirty years. Forty-two years later. Two years later. Yeah. Um, all right, this is the consensus, Matt. All right. With the story inspired by Antonioni's blow-up mm-hmm. and a style informed by the high-gloss suspense of Hitchcock, hmm. mm. uh, De Palma's blow is a raw, is raw, politically informed, and littered with film references. Yeah. Okay, so that's your whole point of, like, he steals from everyone. Yeah. I, okay. Like, I see, I'm I'm too dumb to know all the references, so I think it... Maybe works for me a little bit better. I mean, than I don't notice that many, but I, I, I noticed there was more than in their average film. Mm-hmm. You know. My buddy uh, Ebert gave it four stars. All right, well, he knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I, did you enjoy it? I mean, you seem to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I liked it. I mean, it's, um, you know, 
I'm trying to think like what was the, what was the last couple movies you watched like that you recommend like Little Children yeah, like it's yeah. definitely not as good as that. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember what we watched before. That. Well, <laughs> I, I mean that's like kind of how I I you know? kind of feel about most of De Palma's stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's not Hitchcock. Yeah, you know it's not that good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I never come away like wowed. Yeah, okay. You know, Body Double's good. It's got some good music in it. You know, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, you know, things like that. It's uh, uh, And what's her name? Griffith. Um, Melanie Griffith. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, it's good, but it's it's not great. It's not, it's not something, you know, like I have movies that it, it, no matter, I, I could watch 50 times. Mm-hmm. I know most people aren't like that, but I, I could. It's you know I, I watch these a couple of times. That's enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it's a good point. Like, it, yeah, it's not blowing me away. It's not, you know. Yeah, it's not knocking my socks off. I guess, but. I mean, it's it's good, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something you you know if your buddy was visiting, you know, you might throw it on on a Saturday afternoon when raining or something. No, probably not. Like, uh-huh. I mean, in that situation, it's like let's listen to music and or I'll. Let's put on a game. You know, like, I don't know. Like, watching a movie with another <laughs> human being that's not my wife sounds so <laughs> weird, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but um, that's the sign of the times. Um, you know, I, I kind of poo-pooed maybe. De Palma has a really good record. He did Scarface. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, body Double, uh, Dress to Kill. Um, I've never seen either of those. Untouchables, Casualties of War. Yeah, I'd that's say, okay. A lot of these I've seen a long time ago. Like, what year's guys was war? Like 92? Yeah, I probably saw it in 92. Uh, Bonfire of the Vanities, which I've never seen. It's supposed to be terrible. Yeah, I heard it was. Raising Cain. I think that's terrible, too. It's John Lithgow. Yeah. Carlito's Way, which I forgot. Okay, that's a long... I mean, that's like, what, 94? 93. 93, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mission Impossible, the, the original. I can't remember it. I mean, like nothing you're saying is really like moving my needle, you know? I think my favorite out of all of those is Carlito's Way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, none of those really do anything Mm -hmm. for me at all. Yeah. But see, that's that's the way he is. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain directors, you know, Coen Brothers come out. I want to see it. Right. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tarantino, mm-hmm. whatever. I want to see him. You know, yeah. the bomb comes out of a movie. I might watch it three years later. Well, he's, I mean, he's, he's not making yeah, movies no, anymore, no, right? No, he's no. probably in his 80s. Uh, he made uh, one called Domino in 2019. Okay. Yeah. But how old is he? Is my question. Let's see. He was born in 1940. 1940? Okay, so he's, so he's 83. 83. Yeah, he's too. 82, 83. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, too old to run for president. Well, well hopefully. Just by just barely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt. So our next uh next show, whenever that might be. Yeah. Crime spree? Yep. All right. You're gonna have me watch Yeah, Killing Spree, I think is what it is. Killing spree. Oh, is it is it are we is it killing? Is it killing or is it just crime? Oh, you're right. Killing spree. Killing spree. Also, also mine's first. So nineteen eighty six, The Boys Next Door, starring a very young Charlie Sheen. Cool. And you're going to have me it. watch? I'm going to have you watch Gus Van Zandt's Elephant. Yeah. About Columbine. Yeah. Which, uh, so just a really cheery episode. Yeah. So look forward. <laughs> <laughs> All 
What are we doing? (laughs) Listen to this with your wife or your husband. (laughs) Yeah, gather your kids around, and we're going to talk about uh, kids killing kids. Oh, my God. All right. right. Peace. See you. He's a Philistine. What's a Philistine? It's a guy who doesn't care about books or interesting films and things. Then I'm a Philistine. No, you're interested in books and things. No, I'm a Philistine. You've been shitting in my yard. I have not. You want me to hold the chicken, huh? I want you to hold it between your knees.